Joe committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montrager interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. Welcome back to How the Rock's the Stage. Back on Wednesday night once again, help you shine on camera and shine on stage to elevate you and your brand authority. That's what we normally talk about. Tonight, we're going to go a little bit different direction, and we are going to be celebrating Flag Day. Yeah, it's June 14th, Flag Day, which also happens to be my birthday. So happy birthday to me as you join us in tonight for another live interactive conversation. And we do want to celebrate, first of all, our sponsors that make this all possible each and every week. Thanks to the National Speakers Association for being with us. The NSA, if you want to be a world-class speaker, you want to connect with the National Speakers Association, get involved with the NSA and up-level your game as a speaker. And Adavita. Adavita Studios is now powering how to rock the stage. Adavita's experienced team is paired with the state-of-the-art remote recording process. It brings your message to the market even faster. They work with you as you produce your audiobook, your podcast series, and distribute it widely into the marketplace. For more information, learn about their team and Audavideo and what they can do for you, go to audavideostudios.com. But today we are going to go a different direction, as I said, because it is Flag Day. We are celebrating freedom as we're into the summer months now, but we're going to talk about financial freedom. Everyone is always asking questions about how do I make more money? How do I stretch my money? How do I grow my money? What's the best way to get free from all the junk of dealing with money? And we have an expert in the field joining us here tonight. Jeff Kickle is the president of the Freedom Day Wealth Management and the creator of the Freedom Day Method. After almost 30 years in the financial service industry, Jeff realized that the old way of thinking about retirement did not work as well as before. And after experimenting with his own financial situation, Jeff created the concepts that would later become the Freedom Day Method. In 2022, Jeff achieved his own financial freedom when he sold two of his businesses he had built over eight-year period. And today, with the launch of the upcoming book, The Freedom Day, with the job you hate, live the life you love, and the popular podcast, Freedom Nation Podcast. Jeff shares his concepts and the stories of Freedom Day. Welcome to Rock the Stage, Jeff Kickle. Thank you, and happy birthday, my friend. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of fun. I don't think I've ever done a show on my birthday that also wraps into Flag Day. I just don't think I've ever love done it. <laughs> I don't know if Flag Day is consistently the 14th, but yes, uh, it is. every seven years we'll we'll be rounding around to this. So we'll do this another seven years. No, hey, come back anytime. Uh, actually, I tell people they had to create Flag Day to celebrate me. Well, of course. I yep. mean, I, I totally understand it. <laughs> so financial freedom, it's a great concept. Everyone yep. wants to have it. People long for it. But as you... I was introducing you, it has gotten messed up. Yeah. Not as easy as it used to be, is it? No. I mean, you know, the, the challenge that we have, you know, if you look back from the 1940s until let's call it, you know, the, the late 1990s, it was kind of easy because, you know, you, you did what our parents taught us to do. 
you went to school, you got a good job, you stayed there for 30 or 40 years, the company put away money for you and you had a pension and, you know, you had social security. So 60 to 80% of your previous money was coming in. You didn't have to think about it. You just put, you know, put aside a little extra money for fun that, you know, you had and everything worked perfectly. The problem is late 1990s, the pensions went away. You know, there used to be about four to 5,000 public pensions in companies. Now there are less than about 1,200 that exist out there. And most of those are government or uh, their, you know, pensions through municipalities and things like that. Very few companies have them anymore. So the reality is now it's all kind of on us to get it done. And the problem yeah. is our industry hasn't done a really good job of teaching people how to do it. They put together all kinds of tools, but it's really much more about saving this lump sum of money and not really about creating a cash flow that's important. You know, that's the important thing is cash flow. Well, okay. So you've you already got my head going several different directions here. So one thing I want to ask is the breakup of long-term employment. It used to be yeah. our parents, grandparents stayed at one company for 30 years, got the gold watch and celebrated and retired. Yep. It's not even close to it anymore. Long-term employment, I think it's probably messed up the system as well, right? Because we don't do it anymore. Well, it is. I mean, we, you know, we just don't. Most people have, you know, the the average is 11 different companies that we'll work for during our working career, you know? So you never really get up enough time with any one company, you know, which is fine because the, the saving system really kind of follows you around now. But the problem is those, those little breakups, every time you leave a company, you go someplace else, it, it always kind of just, you lose a little bit of momentum on the saving side because you might not be making more money than you were before. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's just, it's confusing. And then people leave money behind everywhere they go. So it's just crazy. Yeah, because when you leave that job or that cloud job closes up, you need to transfer, roll out those penalties as this. Yep. So you're always trying to stay ahead of the game, but the game is forever changing. Mm -hmm. But then you touched on the education element here. I, I can remember classes in school. Here's a checkbook. Yeah. Here's a fake shopping cart. You would go to the store and buy things and see if you could balance the budget and Oops, you accidentally had a baby and they would challenge your budget. They don't even teach you in that stuff anymore, do they? Nope, they don't. Absolutely so where, don't. So where do we learn that? <laughs> well, we, we either, the, the challenge is most people, given the option of watching Netflix or learning about finances, they're probably going to watch Netflix first. Um, and then they might learn a little bit about finance occasionally, but... It's just, you know, it's not built into our education system. Uh, we're not forcing people, so to speak. I mean, I remember those classes, you know, that kind of home economics yes. type, whatever. You know, we're probably of the same generation. I mean, I remember going and learning about economics and learning about how all that worked. Now, for me, I didn't start off in the financial services industry. I mean, I have a degree in psychology with a minor in English literature. So, you know, I understand how people's brains work and I can write really well, but I had no financial background. I mean, I am completely 100% self-taught and it's taken 30 years to do that. Well, even today, I, I talked to the 20-somethings and they're like, a checkbook? <laughs> no, I have a plastic card. I just use this. And 
For yeah. some reason, it doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> okay. We have really shifted gear. So the educational yeah. side is so important. But you have a podcast. You have a blog. You have services. You literally are trying to educate and fill that gap, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got the podcast. I've got, uh, you know, one of the things we're really working on right now is the YouTube channel. Um, you know, it's Freedom Day with Jeff Kickle YouTube channel. And I am spending an inordinate amount of time educating people because I just see that there's a problem. And if we don't address it, if we don't fix it, it is just going to keep getting worse. And, you know, I mean, the I think the the worst statistic that I've seen here lately, and this was about a month and a half ago, is the fastest growing age group of employment are people 70 years and above. Fastest growing segment of employment is 70 and above. Wow. One, they actually get up and go to work and they're not lazy. <laughs> so that's probably one factor of it. Yes. But two, you know, they all thought they played the game right. And then all of a sudden we hit a massive, you know, interest rate rise and inflation. And all of a sudden it's like, oh crap. Well, you know, I don't have, you know, I, inflation's gone up eight, 9%. I didn't get an eight, 9% raise. You know, I might've gotten an eight, 9% raise in my social security, but I didn't get it in my investments and everything else. So here you are talking about Freedom Day. So first of all, yeah. what is Freedom Day? Freedom Day is the first day you have a work optional lifestyle. You got up and you went to, you got up and you went to work and you didn't actually have to do it that day. So the difference between retirement, which is traditionally what we've talked about, yes. that's why Freedom Day happened. Um, it, I started to see back in the, the mid-2000s, my clients, when I would start to talk about retirement, they would glaze over. And if they were older, they were like, oh, crap, I didn't plan well enough. I'm going to work for the rest of my life, you know, whatever, that defeatist attitude. And then my young ones that I was working with, they were looking at, well, I, I don't want to sit and work for 40 years, put money away. Then I have to downsize my house because they're looking at their parents and they're like, I've got to downsize my house, wear black socks and sandals, uh, have one crappy car and take one cruise per year. And then that's going to be my life for the next 30 or 40 years. They're like, hey, I want to enjoy life. I want to go, you know, I want to go live on the beach in Phuket, Thailand for a year. And I want to do all this. And that's what they did. And that whole long-term retirement thing just didn't work for them. No. So it, it, it happened kind of, I, I remember it was one client that I was sitting there and they were kind of in that defeatist mode. And, you know, I can sit down with somebody. I've been doing financial planning for 30 years. I can sit down and look at somebody's numbers and go, oh yeah, you're going to be fine. And I, you know, put together a plan for them and we looked at it and I said, you know what? You actually have your freedom day. And they looked at me kind of funny. And I said, you got up and went to work today and you didn't have to. And they had this big smile on their face. And I started using that term over and over and over again. And the big difference between retirement and freedom day is people feel like they actually have control. Now that's a big shift because right yeah. now, as we go into recession, possibly as we go through political unrest right now, the idea of being in control of anything yes. 
it's such a scary thing. People don't feel like they have control and you're trying to give them back. And this is something that they actually do have control over. This is something that, you know, literally they can have this happen as quickly as they want. Um, you know, by using some uh, just very simple steps. And I, I created what I call the Freedom Day Method. And that was just simple steps. If you just do these things, you're going to get to Freedom Day as quickly as you possibly can. So studies have shown us most people are living paycheck to ch- paycheck, yep. even a little bit behind paycheck to ch- paycheck. So how mm. do you help them break the cycle of get out of that first? Because that's where yep. so many people are just hanging on, breaking that cycle. It's got to be step one, right? Yeah. Well, first time, first thing you have to do is not be an ostrich and you got to pull your head out of the sand. Now, some people would say pull your head out of someplace, but let's just say pull your head out of the sand. You've got to actually be, you know, you, you've got to realize where you're at. And so step one of the process is you build a budget and you calculate what we call your MRI, your minimum required income. So literally, it's go through the budget, see what you're spending money on, and see what it takes to run your life. Most people don't do that. They'll put together a budget because they think that needs to be some horrible thing. Well, you're just trying to figure out what does it take to run my life? Not what does it take for me to way overspend, but what does it take to run my life within reason? So let me go back to, again, our... Yep. home economics course that we went yep. through and they don't have anymore very often. We were also taught haves and wants, yes. needs and wants. Have we lost control of that as well? Of course. Well, because we, once again, we don't teach people this stuff. So, you know, one of the things we teach when we're doing a budget, there's a very simple strategy. It's what's called the 50, 30, 20 strategy. So, of your money should be going towards needs. You know, you have to have shelter, you have to have food, you have to have utilities. All those things are needs. Netflix ain't a need. I'm sorry. It is, that's that's a want. So then 30% of your money should go towards wants. And this is the areas where you cut. It's really hard to cut the essentials. You just can't really cut them a lot of times. If I have a car payment, it's going to be X. If I own a home, my mortgage is going to be X. And I can't just go to the bank and say, hey, I want to cut that in half. I can, though, look at the 16 streaming services that I have now because I cut the cord because I don't want to work with that damn, you know, uh, utility company anymore or that, that, you know, dish or or, uh, DirecTV. I'm going to cut the cord. And then you start adding up all those streaming services that you have and you end up with like double the price of what you have. Well, or, and, and, and even the streaming services are figuring out oh, it's yeah. not sustainable because they're all going back together. People are conglomerating instead of being independent. They're all realizing this ain't working for us either. Nope. So everyone's reevaluating all the time, redoing. And when, when, when you have your first child, that's a major rebudget shifter. Because you live in diapers. Diapers yeah. are not cheap. Nope. So learning people to be flexible, make adjustments, that's a big part of this, isn't it? Well, it is. And it's also, you know, the, the problem that people have is they think a budget has to be this unbelievably inflexible thing. We are humans. 
We make mistakes. We do stupid things. What I tell people is if you screwed up last month, fix it this month. You know, if you screwed up and you spent way too much money and you went on vacation and you went to Disney and you thought, you know, you were going to spend $3,000 and you ended up spending eight because you came back with 15 pairs of Mickey Mouse ears and different, you know, all of this and that, you know, okay, fine. That's fine. You blew it. Stop restart again, mm -hmm. and then just keep focused on it. And so 50% of my money goes towards essentials. 30% goes towards my fun money is, or, or my you know discretionary. And 20% of my money is going towards savings. Now, this is not necessarily long-term savings, but it's making sure that I'm putting 20% aside so that I've got an emergency fund. Make sure we've got to have that. We need to have at least three to six months. So a lot of that 20% at the beginning should go towards that. Once I've done that, then some of that money can be play or placed towards different assets that generate income down the road. Well, and then or we haven't even touched on the fact that the amount of debt. Yep. So just getting out of the debt cycle for some people getting out of debt is freedom day. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're thinking, finally, I'm, 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 ba I'm back at zero. Yeah, because the debt rut is so powerful. So is there a pre-freedom day that you celebrate along the way? No, 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 no. So here's it. So next thing. So, all right, we've already done something horrible because we forced ourselves to reality. We forced ourselves into reality. So we need to have some fun. So the next step in the process is we're going to build a bucket list. Why? Because we want to be able to reward ourselves along the way. Because this is where the big mistake happens in the traditional retirement world. Because the really rich people on Wall Street get to go do all this fun stuff because they have everybody's money. So they get to go to the Hamptons during the summers. They go to Florida. They do all this fun stuff because they have everybody else's money and they're making money off of that. While the rest of us idiots are working for a living. So we've got to do some things to reward ourselves along the way. And some of those things require money. Some of those things just require maybe a little bit of money to get some training or buy a guitar or something like that. Whatever it is that we want to do in our bucket list, the whole idea is to have this list of things. And what we do is we take that list and we prioritize about six months of those. We're going to work on these things over the next six months. Now, we've got the bucket list. Now we need to go to step three, which is retraining your brain with a side hustle. So stop thinking paycheck, because we have this paycheck mindset. I get up, I go to work, somebody pays me. Now, if I want to make more money, I can go to work a lot more and work harder. And I'm just going to keep doing that. Well, there's a point where I run out of time. I run out of knowledge, I run out of career. I just can't go any higher. Mm -hmm. And I just hit a wall. Well, the only way around that wall is to create a little side hustle. So I want to get you thinking about not, I can't afford this, or I'm going to put it on a credit card. I want you to start thinking, how do I afford this? So we start getting them to do a side hustle. Maybe, I mean, as simple as go drive Uber. And I've done all of this stuff. I literally have experimented with everything I teach mm -hmm. in, the, in, in the Freedom Day world. 
I have driven Uber. I've delivered food. I've had an eBay store. I've had an Amazon store. I have sold my knowledge on, you know, Upwork. I've, I've done business plans for people. I've just done everything to try all these different things to say there are lots of different ways to do that. So speaking about that, what are some of the surprises you've learned of, uh, along the Freedom Day journey you've been on? What, have, what are the things that have popped out and said, wow, how easy it is to earn money in this country? Um, you know, I, I, if anybody tells me I can't earn money in this country, you have not even thought about trying hard enough. I am not the smartest bulb in the package. I'm sorry. Um, I'm really good at just figuring things out. That's what I do well. And I'm really good at hiring people to, that are smarter than me to work for me. Um, but other than that, I have figured out, I've tried all these different things and I have cer certain skills that I'm good at. Like I said, when I was first starting my businesses, you know, we were, I mean, we were to the point, we almost lost our house because mm -hmm. we had no money coming in. All the money was going out. We were trying to figure this stuff out. I'd never run a successful business. I'd tried seven and they all failed. And I, I just literally burned the ships at the shore and said, I am not working for anybody else. We're going to just figure this shit out. <laughs> and that's yep. what we did. Well, that was great, but I still needed money to pay for a mortgage. I needed to figure out, yeah, I still needed money for food. So I just started doing a lot of different things. And one of the things that I have a weird talent for is writing business plans. And I said, hmm. you know what? I'm going to start, I'm just going to go on to upwork.com. I'm good at this. I'm just going to see if anybody needs help with a business plan. Well, I would find anywhere from four to five people a month that were willing to pay me a thousand dollars to do a business plan. Boom. That was wow. my five wow. grand a month. That was enough for us to survive and pay our bills and pay you know, for debt and pay down a little bit of debt and keep saving a little bit and everything else. But, you know, that was typically about 15 to 20 hours a month. And that stuff was just out there because the beauty of the Internet is I'm not just trying to sell my services in this one little area in Texas. I could sell my services all over the country and it was easy to find five people a month to do that. I just apply to everybody that was looking for a business plan. So what other resources like Upwork are there? Because some people don't even know where to look. They don't yeah. even know what the potential is. What are some simple resources to say, go try these? And they're not going to cost you a bunch to get into. They're not mm -hmm. going to take more from you. But that, the potential is there. You know, you've got, I would say, three services. If you have any kind of skill. And I would tell you, even if you don't have a skill, you know, a saleable skill, everybody's got some kind of skill that they have. You would be amazed. Just go out and see what people are selling their services out there. And you'll be amazed at, oh, well, I can do that. I know how to do that. I, I do this at work every day. I could do I could spend a couple hours in the evening doing this type of stuff. So Upwork.com, that is the the largest freelance site in the world, uh, Fiverr, so F-I-V-E-R-R.com, um, and also freelancer.com. So Great. three sites that literally, and I just did a video about this on my YouTube channel, the top or the 10 ways 
that you can make a thousand dollars in the next month. And so that one video, I'm like, I give you 10 different ways. And if you're not somebody that is into freelancing stuff, you can go out there, you can make a thousand bucks a month being a, an online uh, reviewer. You know, you basically go out and you work for companies that need help with like their UI, you know, user interface on their internet sites and stuff like that. They pay people to do that. It's very easy to make at least a thousand dollars a month. Now, for a lot of people, a thousand bucks a month is a lot of money. That's a big check. It's a big difference of between, okay, we're surviving and hey, we're actually thriving a little bit and we can maybe reposition some of this money for something else. So you've mentioned your YouTube channel. What's the name of the channel again? It's Freedom Day with Jeff Kickle. And you also have a podcast. Now, everyone here, grab your phone, hit the QR code, learn more about this. But explain, what are you doing with your podcast? Because it's highly successful. It's, you know, what I've done on the podcast, it's really two things. Um, I share a lot of these things. You know, once again, a lot of times I'll, I'll do something on the YouTube channel and I'll do it on the, the podcast as well. So it just depends on how people want to receive it. The one difference on the uh, YouTube channel or on the, the podcast is I interview people that have done this stuff. And I've interviewed some of the coolest people ever that have done just crazy things. I mean, and people that you would have never expected. Yeah, I mean, I've interviewed people that have gone from being like this high-end corporate person and then they turned around and became a speaker bureau. You know, just blind dumb luck in some cases, or they just love something so much. Um, I've got a really good friend He's one of the, if you go to the, the podcast you can, or to the YouTube channel, you can actually see his name is Brad Barber. And Brad's a great example. He loved coffee. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And he always said he really wanted to start a coffee place. Well, he ended up going to, uh, well, he was working for a big restaurant company, building restaurants, and they laid him off. And he was sitting there and he's like, you know what? This is the, I have this opportunity. He's in the middle of Iowa, you know, so he's not really fighting with Starbucks or anything like that. So he opens this little coffee company that's turned into like 75 franchised coffee places all over the Midwest wow. and, and really hyper successful guy, but like the most down to earth human being you're ever going to meet and just a great story, you know? So I love those kind of stories and I love sharing that because I'm hoping there's that person that's sitting there in a cubicle dying a little bit every day that goes, well, heck, I like coffee too. Maybe I can do something like that. Or maybe I can reach out to Brad and start my own version of cabin coffee wherever I'm at. Love it. By the way, you talk about three different freedoms. Freedom day is more than just financial. We've gone heavy on the financial, but time and intention. Can you briefly explain the other two? Well, so a lot of us don't realize that. I mean, a lot of people will go, oh, well, I don't have time to do all this. You know, I've got kids and all this. We all have the same 168 hours a week. So let's say we work 40. We sleep 40 or 50. Just maybe you're a big sleeper. I sleep four hours a night. So I'm not a big sleeper. So I I tend to use my time a little bit differently. Maybe you play with your kids or something like that, but you still have 
a good solid 30 or 40 hours a week that you could spend doing some of this stuff. You could spend, even if you're sitting, I'm somebody that can sit there and work and watch TV at the same time. So I do two things at a time. So that gave me my time freedom. That was the first freedom I ever had. That, that freedom happened on March 1st, 2016, the day that I quit my job and said, you know, I'm done. I'm going to work for myself. And all of a sudden, I didn't ever have to be told where to be, when to be. I had my freedom. So I didn't have financial freedom yet, but I had time freedom. And that allowed me to be able to restructure my, my time so that I could focus on financial freedom at that point. So we have financial freedom. Yep. That's pretty simple. And we'll get to that as, as one of the final steps. And then we have freedom of intention. And this was the last one that I realized. And this actually happened. I, I realized this as I was getting my financial freedom. Because I was like, there's got to be something more to this. You know, because it, it was like this unreality my partner came to me and said, hey, I want to buy you out of the business. We were kind of butting heads at that point. And I was like, you know what? It, it didn't really work for me right away because it's like, OK, all of a sudden, what am I going to do? But I just happened to go to a, um, a, a work trip that I would won a, a trip out to California. And I was there by myself. My wife didn't come. And I was sitting there for an entire week by myself in a room. And the first thing I got when I got there was a bucket list journal. And there was this guy named Ben Nemton who had a YouTube or he had a um, he had a MTV show with his friends and he was sharing about bucket lists. So he, they gave us a bucket list journal. So I was like, I don't have anything else to do. I'm not working. So I just started writing in the bucket list journal and I built this list of 100 things. Wow. And that all of a sudden, when I had that done, I realized two things. One, this is the mission of the rest of my life. And I'm going to live my life intentionally and not just kind of live it as it comes. And two, you've got to put stuff out to the universe to be able to be successful. And here's why I say you have to put stuff out to the universe. Because number 23 on my list that I had just written was I want to have a private concert with the Eagles, my favorite band of all time. They're keeling over left and right. And I'm like, I want to have a private concert. Now I'm thinking to myself, there's no way on earth this is ever going to happen. I cannot afford to hire the Eagles. I want a seat at that concert, just to let you know. I want I know. on that. I know, and a lot of people have said that. <laughs> so I, I went to dinner that night, and they were having a big event, and they called it Sense. And it was, you know, sense of smell because we're in this beautiful garden. Sense of taste because we're they had all this food from all over the world. Uh, sound or uh, light. And so, you know, or sense of vision. So they had like these things projected in the sky and you had a little 3D glasses and you could see them floating around. And then they had a band playing. It was a country band. I'm not a big country fan. And I'm just eh, whatever. And I'm eating my uh, eating dinner by myself because I was like in complete. I don't want to be around humans mode. And some guy was over talking to me and all this. And out of the corner of my ear, I hear, all right, now the final thing for the evening, coming to the stage, Don Felder from the Eagles, my favorite Eagle of all time, who wrote my favorite song of all time, Hotel California. 
and a lot of the other early Eagle songs. Mm -hmm. So I, the, the very first thing I checked off my list was the thing I never thought would ever happen. So you have to put this stuff out to the universe and you have to live life intentionally. And that's why I say you got to have the list and you got to live the list. And, and that's not something you have to wait until you have financial freedom. You can do this stuff as you go and it keeps you motivated. So intention matters in a lot of areas of life. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Jeff Kickle, it's been great to have you on here tonight. What's the best way to get a hold of you? We are going to share your social media and put that out there when we repurpose, replay this. But what's the best way to find you and support you besides, of course, what we just put up on the screen? Uh, certainly come to the podcast, go to the YouTube channel. We need our support. We need your support on the YouTube channel, folks. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers in 60 days. So I need your support. Uh, go to the go to the YouTube channel. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, easiest way is usually through uh, LinkedIn. Uh, so just you know, LinkedIn.com/slash/in/slash/JeffKickle um, or Instagram. I've got a big Instagram channel as well. Perfect, Jeff Kickle. It's great to have you here again. The president of the Freedom Day Wealth Management and creator of the Freedom Day Method. You want to follow up. You want to get to know him more. And again, we're celebrating June 14th, Flag Day, Freedom Day today. So, uh, Jeff, thanks for being on here. And again, changing up how the Rock State just a little bit for this week. It's the perfect time to have you on. Thanks for being here. Thanks, brother. Again, How the Rock the Stage every Wednesday night. And we do once again want to thank our sponsors, the National Speakers Association. The NSA makes this all possible. The National Speakers Association is celebrating 50 years in July. They're going to have a big celebration where else? In Orlando. The National Speakers Association, if you want to be a, a speaker, you want to elevate yourself as a speaker, check out the National Speakers Association in Atavita. Atavita is going to take this show tonight and they're going to convert it into an audio podcast and they're going to repost this on thursday it'll be streaming on multiple platforms again like apple but Vita is an experienced team of individuals paired with state-of-the-art technology to help you record bring your message to life they work with audiobooks podcast series and much much more we are proud to be connected with Vita and making things rock even better we'll be back again next week seven o'clock eastern time we go live for how the rock to stage Again, our mission is to help you shine on camera, shine on stage, elevate you and your brand authority. Until next week, I'm the Trigger, Rich Bontrager. We'll see you then at 7 p.m. Eastern Time.